This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. James Acaster on Fubar Radio. Ah, it's not James Acaster, it's Lucy Porter, because James Acaster is still off entertaining the Australians at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So Lucy Porter here sitting in for him on the iPod Shuffle show. And uh, I am going to be joined by the wonderful uh, Tom Allen very soon. But first of all, I've got my iPod out slightly fearfully. I'm going to play the first thing that comes up, which is this. There we go, Lucy Porter here standing in for James Acaster and my first tune, which was Radiohead, selected randomly from my iPod, which is Mm, surprisingly cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I was not expecting Mm. that. Um, And now the lovely guest has joined us, Tom Allen, both... Uh Funny, handsome, intelligent. Stop it. All the good things. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. It's very nice to be here with you. Um, And you know the format of the show. Any nerves? Of course. I'm extremely nervous. Good. Uh, But that's just a sign of the drugs I take. (laughs) Uh, Prescription. And um, and uh, no, I'm not nervous. I'm very I'm very relaxed. I feel very confident about my iTunes list. Good. And um, and I look forward to enforcing it on all of your listeners. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I know you. You know. Of uh, for a while we've gigged together. I feel mm, that I have time. an insight into your personality from your stage you persona. Do. Yes, but I was thinking about it, and I have absolutely no idea what your taste in music might be like. Mm, well, so I mean, I'm not going to press you now because obviously we obviously will that's the joy of the show in the course <laughs> of the uh, the next couple of hours. So shall we start off? Let's. Oh, just right. go, you, have to, you have to plug it in. Crack straight in. I'm going to give you the jack. So okay, we're, <laughs> we're just jacking and, up uh, here. And it's on your your ultra yep. slim iPhone. Yes, I have an iPhone. And um, and what's your screensaver? Oh, it's yeah. my screensaver is me and my my friend's son Henry. Oh. I'm reading to him from Thomas the Tank Engine. That's um, the cuddly and approachable side of that Tom is Allen the, there. I put that on my lock screen. Try myself that I am a good person <laughs> sometimes. Um, and then uh, and then when you open it up, and the hardcore <laughs> pops up. You see the other very side. Different world, very different world. Very different world. So to get it on shuffle, mm-hmm. what do I do? I go just go to music, and then if you press now playing. Now playing. And then that will give you the option down at the bottom. Shuffle. Shuffle. So put it on shuffle. And then go, and then, go next. And then go next. Okay. And announce. Is it going to be on... Is, I've gone to songs. Yeah. So it's yep, got everything. Yep, yep, that should be Now okay. playing. There you go. What? Hang on. I feel like... No, I feel like I should go like this. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. don't allow me to... As long and it's as playing, playing now. Cheating. Is that bad? There you go. Turn it up. That's the problem I had. Volume right up. Don't be shy. Okay, it's playing. <laughs> Tom Allen, that's a bold first record. Well, Oops, I did it again by Britney Spears. Tell yes, me did. about that. Um, well, that it purely came up on Shovel. I've put that on my iPhone recently for the gym, because ah, I like it at the gym. Yeah. Uh, but I, I first listened to that song as a pre-gig song um, when I was first starting out, and I used to feel so nervous before I went on stage. And I found that if I listened to that, um, mainly when I went to Montreal, um, when I started out, I won a competition uh, in stand-up called So You Think You're Funny and part of the prize was to go to Montreal uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival which is a big wow. a big American comedy festival where the whole of the American comedy industry goes north of the border to scout for talent and, yes uh, it's quite a, an industry showcase it's, isn't it yeah and it's a- how long have you been doing stand-up when you got that gig um, well I've been going I suppose it was about a year since my first gig but I hadn't really 
I don't know, it was just terrifying. And I was on yeah. a bill with all these people like Jimmy Carr and Russell Howard and Gina Yashere and Fred McCauley and um, who else was on? Anyway, it was a very like high-powered bill. <laughs> and there was little old me, who was 22, on his own, absolutely terrified. Oh. And so I would lie on the floor in my hotel room before I went down to be picked up in the car, because the car comes to pick you up to take you to the show. <laughs> and I would be so livid with fear. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced an anxiety dream. That was my life. Oh. Um, and so I would listen to that, and it would make me feel like, I don't weirdly it would make me feel very empowered and very sort of like positive and like in the mood to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh uh, and so I'd listen to that on the floor Britney's with my eyes closed. struggles and her overcoming of adversity maybe I understand you. this is a running theme with a lot of gay icons. <laughs> and um and it it was very useful. So, so so it always sort of reminds me of that time a bit, but it always feels quite empowering. So gosh, but bittersweet is is the power of songs, isn't it? That it can transport you back to a time, yeah, and stir up all those emotions like a Proustian taste or smell. Uh, that <laughs> kind of yeah. Britney Spears for you will always be tinged with a slight degree of terror. Yeah, I I I found that. Mm. Um, but you know, Britney has survived. She's doing well. She's come back with new songs, <laughs> and everybody loves her. So it goes to show. It does. You go might to be show. flashing your bits. Uh, well, that video, I remember very, very well that uh, at a point where it was still kind of OK to fetishise schoolgirls, I guess, even. I mean, that was... Oh, yeah, that's the, that was the video, 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Was I was it? never... It's weird. When she first came out, I never really was a fan of her, so I just liked the songs when I was a bit older. Yeah, yeah. You but, yeah, it was, that was the one, wasn't it, when she was like, walking down the corridor? I did a um, photo shoot for The Guardian newspaper with Shappy oh. Sandy and... Gosh, who else was it? There was a few of us, and we all dressed up as as Britney and her. Oh, dancer. I was one of the backing dancers. <laughs> At an age where really, you know, dressing up as a schoolgirl is never a good look. But I certainly, <laughs> I was I was past my peak. I was well mid to late. Lucy, 30s. I don't think that's past your peak. No, but I'm still very much in my prime. But uh, but yeah, so I I have fun, and they played that song to us as we were doing the photo shoot. So I also have <laughs> slightly again. It was you know it was Mixed quite feelings. enjoyable. <laughs> I was aware that I was dressed as a schoolgirl making a bit of a tit of myself. Well, so. I've no, uh, well yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah, I do. I so do. pre-gig music, what is it now then? What's your pre-gig songs? Um, it really depends. And quite a lot of the time I'm open to listening to quite sad songs now. Like I'll listen to any, I'm not. Well, Radiohead that we heard. Radiohead, of, of course. Be, uh, <laughs> I'm not, well, I try not to make myself suicidal before a gig. <laughs> I never think that's very entertaining for people. But I quite like a bit of Amy Mann. That will probably come up on this. And um, uh, I like a bit of Sufjan Stevens I'm a big fan of. Yes, I really like yes, him. Yes. And I really like his new album. I've liked a lot of his albums, but I like his new album a, lo- a lot. I'm really I think you're nothing it. too frantic before a gig, actually. You don't, because the adrenaline is coursing through your veins anyway. Yeah. You don't want to add to that with, you know, it's, it's sort of something that's quite good for starting off your workout at the gym. Yeah. Because you said that's gym playlist. I think there's another show. Uh, in your gym playlist maybe well do you know what actually I listened I did listen to that at the gym but a lot of the time I don't know if any of your listeners find this but when I'm there I actually find like the movement of like say being on a running machine is quite frantic enough a bit like you're saying about the adrenaline with the yeah, gigs yeah. and so I don't need to listen to like music that's making me go oh gosh oh god am I okay oh god <laughs> making me panic I actually need to I often quite like quite quite quiet music quite sort of uh, I listen to classical music sometimes yes, but you know I borrowed my husband's iPod the other day mine was not working and so I I took my husband's and his he has gym playlists and they're ridiculous it's Bryn Turfle 
Oh, a lovely Bring singer. Tough, a lovely mm. singer, but not on the treadmill. That wasn't quite. But what you know I what I find at the gym? At my gym, they play music. It gets me very oh, angry, don't Lucy. Start. They I play know. music which is so loud. Yeah, yeah, Why do they have yeah, to play yeah. it so loud? Like I'm not in a nightclub. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm listening to my my own tunes, and if you've got the normal earphones in, you can't hear your own music because they play like diff 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 music. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, people in yeah, my gym yeah. called Pam. <laughs> I know. My new gym is a very Your nude lovely, gym. My nude is the opposite of nude. Oh, okay, it's a fully I used to go gym. to a very uh, sort of quite trendy gym where oh. they played the lab music. And I thought, well, it's a trendy gym. That's what I've signed up for. And yeah, now I go to a delightful gym, which is all sort of middle-aged housefrows like myself. And still, and still, and it is, yeah, it's me, Pam, Sonia, we're all there just going, why? And and the videos, and the, the you know, the uncensored MTV <laughs> yeah. late night videos. Who, and you're there who watches and you're any like, of those videos and enjoys them and oh, enjoys that? It's all lesbianism, isn't it? I didn't realise how Is it? Much, I don't know. Well, most I don't watch it. Uh, rap videos seem to involve some kind of lesbian uh, overtones. Interchange. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Which, I didn't know that. You know, again, I, I, mean, I don't, I'm, I mean, maybe I don't watch enough rap videos. Videos. It's no. long been said about me, but <laughs> yes. I, maybe I should. Come to I, my gym. I tell you what, I'll get you a day pass. I'd like that, Lucy. I'd like that very much. In fact, I think I have a day pass coming up at mine, if you fancy Let's it. Let's do that. I like, I've never, like all those videos they show at the, at the gym, I never watch anyway. Like some people go on, like they're sort of running and they're really energised, but they're, like they're watching the Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, and you think, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> I do sometimes watch BBC News 24, which oh, is yeah. an odd experience. Yeah. Works that, with I a want to run away from it, <laughs> yes. maybe. But, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, Brittany, so we just, uh, producer Amanda's come back in. It was Brittany that we had. Yes. Which I was very I good. That much. Yeah, yes. it's very good. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know any of Brittany's recent stuff. I think I'm, Oh, me, you better preserved. work. You better work, bitch. Okay. You well, don't know that good. song? I'm not just saying that to oh, you. Sorry, I think you I work think very hard, yeah, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, that's the name of the song. <laughs> or I think that's, or work is the name of the song. Okay. You better work, bitch. Okay. You want a big car you want to live you know you want to you want a big mansion live fancy party in france you better work bitch she's got a very strong work ethos that's That's the thing about britney spears and people often forget that she's very much my life coach whenever i think i want to you know have a maserati uh which is one of the lyrics uh then i remember i have to work bitch maserati's a good one because i presume it rhymes with party yeah maybe maserati party in france is the same yeah Party in France. You better work, bitch. Um, she's very. It's a great song. It's a great workout song. Uh, that one and the one she did with Will I Am, I think, is a good one. Um, You're looking at me like I'm going to help you out. I know. I was it, but it's about like everyone's looking at us when we walk into the club. I don't yeah. think that's the lyric, but um, you know, it's a lovely tune. There's a lot of uh, lyrics about going into the club these days as a well. A lot of people I don't are know walking the into the clubs. Club no, it's not. They're not talking not about being pregnant. First in <laughs> <laughs> Tell you that it's certainly not. Is that where we're going on that day pass? <laughs> yeah. We walk into the club. Everybody's you, looking me, at Pam, us. Sonia, <laughs> Pam, Sonia. Pam, Sonia. Looking, <laughs> looking great today. Working, bitch. Okay. See you later. Yeah. You were going to have a great time. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't go to that many clubs, really. I don't like no. clubs where people look at you. What, can I ask what age you are now? Is that a rude question? You it can is, give me a rough It is rude to ask a lady figure. her age. Mm. But um, I'm 31 now. 31. 31. So that, the Montreal uh, Comedy Festival, that was, was nine, nine years, years ago. ago. Yeah, nine years ago. Ooh. Yeah, I was too young, really, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, it was a nice time, but I was just terrified the whole time. Yeah. Just scared. I, I found that a lot of the time with my 
life. <laughs> I'm, I'm like most people. Like I have a sort of inbuilt fear of things, a natural anxiety about certain things, and yet my my life has contrived to put myself in the most. Yes. Kind of extreme examples of that in a way. Yes. I mean, not extreme. You know, I'm not being to war, no. but um, but you <laughs> the know, comfortable I'm, sort of first ver- world first world version of, of, of kind yes. of how to take your anxieties to the max. Well, it was as you said that thing of it's an anxiety dream, but you're living it. And I have had that a couple of times with uh, turning up at particularly with stand up where you turn up at a gig that is not what you thought it would be. Oh that yeah. Is the kind of, I remember the, the worst one for <clears> me was I turned up at a gig and it was lunchtime which should have rung a warning bell anyway. <laughs> it was at seven o'clock in the it morning. Was, uh, <laughs> it was in a canary wharf in London's <laughs> oh, really? district. And I mean everything was sort of I, I, it, it should have made me think this is going to be weird anyway. But I turned up and the I went and found the person who was organising the gig and she said oh good you're here and have you have you read the books? <laughs> and, and I said, well, well, I own the books, but they books. And she said, yeah, this is a literary, you're hosting a literary lunch. We've got the authors here. Oh. And they had sent to my agent these books and the message somehow hadn't got through. And um, yeah, and it was like a proper oh, anxiety no. dream of going, this is an exam that I have not prepared for. Oh, my god! And there was a room full of really earnest, because oh, these no. were all people who were writing books themselves who'd come to see these authors. And um, anyway, we muddled through and the authors, thank goodness, were lovely, amazing human beings who sort of supported me through the experience. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, that was, yeah, that kind of thing where you yeah. turn up and you go, this is not what but the I thing is, signed up for. Is that it is, it's always do, like there's always some, some way that it's solvable. Yeah. Um, unlike an anxiety dream where you're like, I can't run. I can never run away from <laughs> the person chasing me. Yeah. And in real life, if you're naked, it doesn't really matter. It turns out. If you out. turn up to school naked. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't as, as an adult, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but uh, the, you, yeah, it's, it's, life is actually, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Like yeah. everything is solvable. It does. And I think the stand up thing is quite good. It teaches you resilience. Yeah, yeah, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> Through the medium of Britney Spears. Shall I, shall I play another one of my uh, tracks now? Let me unplug the thing. So I am now... The, the thing I'm slightly nervous about is that I have quite a lot of voice memos on my phone which come up. Oh. When I... Do you have those have, in your iTunes? They sometimes, and I don't know why or how this happens, but they sometimes... Because I think I've recorded them through an external microphone. Anyway, dull, dull. Um, <laughs> but they... Um, mm, tell us more they, about that external <laughs> microphone, oh, Lucy. It's a snowball. Uh, but, um, yeah, and if I... Because, uh, yeah, I sometimes... You know, I don't know if you do this, but I sometimes... No. No. Uh, <laughs> no, what, 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 what? If I'm working on new material for my stand-up set, I will, oh, yeah. like, have an idea and I'll just, like, if I'm, I, you know, I'll just go, oh, I'll just make a little note of this verbally. Oh, do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just hoping. I'm that, hoping that we get one of those. Yeah, we're not going to. We're Chainsaws. Gonna get, Chainsaws is, in cars. <laughs> this is quite, uh, so. Is it what I think it's going to be? This <gasps> is. Oh, oh I love him. Oh, I love that song as well. <laughs> I love this album. Now, yes. I had no idea. This is a genuine moment where I had absolutely no idea that this was on my... I obviously downloaded this drunk one night. Uh, and it is... It's coming I up now. It's Ride Like the Wind by Christopher Oh, I Cross. love him so much. <laughs> Ride I Like the Wind. I love this album. I mean... It's... I didn't even know what the album is. Oh. So, here we go. It's playing. Oh, it's a, it's a slow start. There's wind. Yeah. There's, oh, there's wind at the start. Wind. It's very dramatic. It's very 80s <laughs> yacht rock. Yacht Rock. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, Chris liked to give a bit of bookending. He milked it. He milked it, didn't he? He did. You were saying during that Christopher Cross ride like the wind that you have the same taste in music as Tina Fey. Well, I mean, it's a bold claim to make, but and as I said, I think there might be a reason that Tina Fey is popular with the gays. But she, I don't know. I've noticed like a lot of the subtle things that she likes are similar. To me. I'm trying to think of another example of them now, but um, but yeah, so Michael McDonald and uh, all it. You were talking about Michael McDonald and the Doobie Brothers. Yes, similar and, uh, kind of vibe in that sort of yacht rock kind of uh, yeah. style. And I more and more in this ever bland shopping centre led world, I crave uh, specific and interesting tastes. Do you know what I mean? Like something quirky, like you know, I mean, like Britney Spears. Fine, like we all know who Britney Spears is, but it's there's something quite wonderful about a comedian referencing someone like Christopher Cross and then, you know, maybe three people or, you know, maybe just 8% of the audience actually goes, I know who that is. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, and no one else really knowing who it is. I like I like the specific and the niche more and more. I want... I want well, also, it's age as well, isn't it? That you sort of... It's yeah, the... It's uh, knowing that you, you have the same cultural references as someone is pretty reassuring. It's a very codified way of identifying with someone, I think, mm. isn't it? Going like, yes, we like that. Um, and... Yeah, I like Tina Fey for that. She's 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 very good, I think, um, and I, I understand a number of other people think that too. But I think it too. I think really, you and her, you and she are soulmates, and she needs I, to wake up to I the fact that she needs to work with Tom Allen. Wait to be another gay who goes knocking on the door of Tina Fey to say, "I really like you, and I think we should be friends." Oh, okay. join the queue, or indeed on the door of Christopher Cross. Oh, uh, I would knock on that door with yeah, a pink yeah, flamingo yeah. under well, my we arm. We should find out if he's touring, and we can go with our friends from the gym. Oh, I would love. Do you go. know Sonia and Pam are gonna. Love the Christopher Cross concert night. We, yeah. I think we should go to TGI Fridays beforehand. I Maybe have um, a cocktail. They do a cocktail there called a Silver Mercedes. Oh, yes. We should have that. Um, three of those. Three of we'll those, be please. Riding like the wind. <laughs> we'll be riding like the wind all and the way. And then when it comes to the theme from Arthur, we'll cry. We'll cry. Oh, we'll shed a tear we'll for cry. Dudley Moore. If you get caught between the moon and New York City. You know it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true. But it's true. Crazy, but it's true. Yeah, that was a. I remember that being on a. Now that's what I call musical. One of those compilations. It must have when I was very young, about six or seven or something like like that. Mid eighties was it? Late eighties? Yeah, I think early, early eighties. Anyway, but yes, and I wasn't allowed to see the film because it was a bit saucy. Yes, well, it had Liza Minnelli in it. I'm not surprised. Being saucy, being saucy, and John Gielgud, very saucy. Yes, yeah, the saucy butler. Uh, and uh, but I did love the I did love the Christopher Cross soundtrack to that. I think as well. There's something about uh, a comedy with a sad song. Yeah, I'm all about I'm all about that. Why did I use that expression? I hate that expression. I'm all about. I'm not all about that. Not all about anything. You're all over it. I'm all over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, scrap that. That's a uh, thing. That's a, is that a thing now? No. Well, of course it's a. Th- well, what do you what do you mean? Everything's a thing. Shut Everything's up. a Shut thing. Up. Shut up. <laughs> is that a thing that I just copied from somebody cool I heard talking in Dalston? Anyway. Um, I, I like that. And in the same way that, like, Allo Allo always had a very sad theme song. And apparently they get it a lot of the time from just taking the name of the show and just saying it over again. Allo Allo, Allo Allo, Allo. Yeah, basically, I think so. Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah. I can't remember that one. No, sad, though. Sad, but sort of really mournful. sad. Well, Last of the Summer Wine was mournful because mm. they're all, they're all dead. dead. <laughs> and yeah. we knew that when we were watching it. Like, why are we watching these people who are about to die? Mm, I never yeah. found it funny. I found it too upsetting. Uh, but it went on for years. It went on for years and yeah, years. Yeah, like all the worst people. Um, but yeah, a bit tragic no. comedy. I think you're absolutely right. There is something. Now, is that is that a gay thing and a lady thing? Is that a thing? Tragic Wanting com- a little bit of... 
Do you know uh, I was having a conversation about this wistfulness, sadness, um, with my friend Sarah earlier, and talking about um, how, like, when you when you sort of hit teenage years and you start listening to sad music for the first time, mm. and how like what a resonant chord that hits, and you're like, this is really me. This really speaks to me. Somehow, like, there's a great ownership over sadness. I think yeah. it's like well, it's Radiohead, very human. You see, that was real oh, that was your one. Oh, you know, yeah. I've always, well, the I'm, Smiths actually initially. I was going to say the Smiths actually, and I never knew about them as a teenager. I can't believe no one didn't see this clearly gay, mournful teenager dressing up in Victorian clothing in Bromley couldn't have done with listening to a bit of I the Smiths. I would have handed you some Smiths if I'd I, seen you I mean, at that time, definitely. I, and now I listen to it and I go, this is just exactly what I needed to yeah. hear. Although probably as a teenager I would have resented it and gone, no, no, he doesn't understand how I am, I'm special. Oh, I don't know. Well, I didn't. I thought he absolutely did. I, I went to Manchester University in Oh, did you? Because, because of that. I thought Morrissey was going to meet me at the cemetery gates. Oh, uh, of and, course. Uh, Get and the I thought train. he in love with me. And oh. it, for so many reasons, that was never going to happen. But well. it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, yeah, massive, massive thing. And I, yeah, so teenage. I've never grown out of that slightly mawkish. Mawkish is a good word. Mm. I always thought I got it from my Irish side I'm, because I've there's got an Irish side. cultural. Yeah, my grandmother was very sort of linked to Everyone the. Loves <laughs> you're laughing one minute, you're crying. The yes. Next. Well, I think it's very human, I suppose, to mm. allow yourself to feel sadness. Mm. And I think, you know, when you watch any kind of. If you have any kind of experience of culture, like mainstream culture is largely like, be happy, just be happy all the time. Like music at the gym is like, be happy, everyone's <laughs> got to be upbeat when they lift things. Yeah. Be happy when you lift things. And actually, sometimes I feel a complexity of emotions, largely yeah. like, why do I look like this? <laughs> um, and so I, I think sadness is kind of, um, is, is, a, is a special speciality food. It's kind of a, is a, something that's, you know, and, and we're not sort of encouraged to be. Like, we're mm. often just encouraged to be like, no, happy, happy, busy, busy, happy, well, sexy. When I first asked oh, I'm stupid. comedy, I think that there was a lot more sort of broken, tragic figures. Oh, right. That I quite... And I mean, you know, whether in real life or not, but people like Johnny Vegas, for example. When Perfect I started example, comedy, yeah. Johnny Vegas, there was an absolute genuine tragedy to his life and his all his stories kind of had that sadness and yeah. now there's a lot more sort of upbeat positive stand or is there a lot more upbeat positive stand up or am I just seeing well, I think Joe Orton said uh, all comedy is the channeling of a private sadness mm. and uh I find, for me, the best comedians, for me, always have an element of that. Even if they're being happy, they're being happy because they're masking something that they only occasionally reveal, and then you get a little glimpse of that. And I think that's the bit, for me, when I'm watching a comedian, when I go, oh, it's so validating, it's so human to yeah, feel that yeah, as well yeah. as being happy. Yeah. Um, and to have that vulnerability, which maybe you hide because the well, world makes you... that's why you see, like, Jim Davidson, just to pluck an example out of... Who I know is your favourite. Who is the very... Uh, About to come uh, up on your iTunes shuffle. <laughs> that would be extraordinary. <laughs> I would have been very drunk when I... I downloaded that. <laughs> How drunk, um, right? But, you yeah. know, without wishing to, you know, he's an easy target. But it's there's something about, I always thought, even growing up, looking at comedians who seem to be always winning, who are sort yeah. of confident, Jack the Lad yes. kind of... I never really enjoyed... Like it's like as you yeah. say with even with sitcom like on the buses was was popular when I was young and that right. was about two lads who were being lads and they were always sort of they were always winning and I just sort of yeah there's actually, something quite boring about yeah, that not not my whereas thing. Frank Spencer always losing, mm, always losing. Yeah. and his wife Betty who was just so like adorably long suffering long suffering and, and loving and you thought oh god <laughs> that social services would have got involved would have you got couldn't involved. do that he's now. on roller skates yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it would have been a much more tragic show would have been a very made. sad yeah. drama but yeah, and also but in music as well I do you know again it's the things that make a gay icon it's no matter how yeah. show tuny you are 
in public. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, Judy Garland probably had a lovely life. She's probably happy most of the time. Everyone always is like clinging to those pictures yeah, of her and sort of looking yeah. sad and mawkish. As I you know. Say. Well, Billie Holiday, you see, was one of my first oh, ever yes. true crushes in that I thought, gosh, she's, you know, just she's on heroin. She's disadvantaged in every way. And I became a huge Billie Holiday fan. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ella Fitzgerald, you know, in the same vein, wonderful singer, never really did it for me because I like a bit of personal tragedy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, is it, I suppose you just want someone to validate your own experience of, of kind of feeling a bit awkward yeah. and sad. I, I think, I think anyway. people don't like Coldplay so much because actually it's not musically. I think it is more that people think they're a bit too lucky, privileged in every sense, really. Yes, and isn't there a bit of a backlash against, like, Mumford and Sons for yeah, that as well yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I feel, I don't know. I don't is think it's unfair? even just a class, I think there is a sort of class issue, but I think that it is also about, yeah, sort of polished and accomplished and happy people that we're not entirely comfortable with. Well, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very British thing as well. Yeah, like, yeah, we'd prefer yeah. it if you, you know, maybe could be an alcoholic or have a nervous <laughs> breakdown or something. I mean, yeah. did someone hit you once? Um, it, it's sort of, I don't know, yeah, why do we need that? But um, but we do, and we, we do. feel better because of it. I'm oh, now, I'm, the, jack the Jack is coming across. The Jack of Paris. Uh, the ja- <laughs> because this will be, uh, bearing all of that in mind, I would be delighted if it is now Coldplay <laughs> that, uh, appear now, what, another song already loaded. So, is that okay? Yeah, well, that's what I did. It's on the shuffle. Because it's like, yeah, because the next thing just comes up immediately, doesn't it? So, okay, you're so not this, cheating. Okay, fine. Um, so, this is pretty predictable. Shall I press play? Oh, see, another sort of slightly sad but uplifting yeah, song by I gay icons, Pet Shop Boys. Boys. I actually forget how much I enjoy them in their songs are there are some incredible songs they've written I think and I love how eccentric they are with it I love that sense of flamboyance in their stage shows the outfits they wear the sense that Chris Lowe always has sunglasses on you never see him and rarely hear his voice um, who did the was it uh, Raw Sex on French and Saunders who used to do the brilliant Pet Shop Boys parody Trevor and Simon did it once on um, oh, Live and Kicking or Going yes. Live or something yeah, yeah and that yeah. was and they apparently lent them the costumes for it like I think they're really up for a laugh the oh, Pet Shop Boys so, and lyrically so good beautiful there was lyrics there a real golden time actually of yeah. the sort of I always think of like the beautiful south and sort of people doing quite interesting things lyrically yeah yeah I don't like the beautiful south but yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, um, but yeah, no, no, but absolutely. Like, there's um, um, the the just sort of interesting, and, and I suppose it's that sad thing again with those songs as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I just, I really like Neil Tennant. He's a big fan of um, Noel Coward as well, who I yeah, also yeah, like. Yeah. And actually, the Petra Boys were my Morrissey. I think growing up, like yeah. my mum got me. That was the first album I ever got given. I think was Petra Boys, please, which had Go West, and I wouldn't normally do this kind of thing, oh. which is quite a nice gift for a like nine year old. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And your mum, so your mum bought you that? Yeah, yeah. I With a s- sort of, do you think, uh, sort of thinking you might be gay? Um, <laughs> I, don't, prob- I don't know, probably had a sense of it. Like mum, I don't know, she said she knew from when I was about 16, but I imagine the signs were there. <laughs> 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 really early on, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, again, I think there's a lot of 
in in culture and in life there's a lot of coding that's gone that goes on unspoken you know sort of understanding things that's yeah, unspoken yeah, yeah. and it's almost instinctive that like my mum would go you should listen to this because she always, she was always had a massive interest in music and and always sort of enjoyed sort of sharing music so that i suppose is it's lovely been, isn't it that's yeah. a very i mean my mum and dad not so much my older oh, right. sister was the one who got like she oh, bought yeah. me my first smith's record oh right so yeah she saw such the a, such a precious gift in me basically right. she saw that i was going to be something a little bit uh, troubled <laughs> um, but yeah my mum and dad but in so in some ways quite nice with my mum and dad that they listened to James Last oh. at, like classic easy listening proper yeah. adult of, contemporary yeah, yeah yeah well not even adult contemporary I mean more yeah. Kind of 1950s Al McCogany. Oh, my dad is a bit more like that. Yeah, yeah they'd Perry skip Como. To generation. Yeah, lovely cardigan music, basically <laughs> sitting in a rocking chair in a cardigan. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, and I quite liked having that in my background. But yeah, it was my sister who really formed my musical tastes. I think. Oh yeah. And friends as well. I mean, it's interesting. Did you swap with um, friends? To be honest, school? actually, not really, because I found a lot of my friends were into um, music that I didn't really like. It was either quite pop. Poppy, and I've never really been into like girls allowed or you know whatever. Chart the, I've never been to chart stuff, yeah. um, music really, or sort of chart anything. Like if anything's a bit popular, I'm like, no, no, I don't like that. It's for everybody. I only like something that's very specific to me. <laughs> and, and I liked it before all the other. I liked people it. Liked it, it yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Like as soon as everybody else gets aboard, no, thank you, no. It's, I mean, I like them then, but I don't uh, like yeah. them anymore. I think they're a bit, you know. Uh, so um, I'm <laughs> very precocious in my tastes, um, and a lot of the time, like the people I was at school with were into things like um, the UK garage scene, oh, and gosh. I didn't like that. And I always found it very machismo and very sort of. It always to me, it always is synonymous with a sort of violent undertone like dance music at that time yes. felt like it was very like even was, in Brom, Brom, Bromley was it where you grew yes it was Lucy, there was yes. a violent under, under, oh Bromley is full of I think it's actually, a very violent it's like undertone Croydon, where I grew up right there is, yeah. yeah there's a hinterland there it's, it's there, a sort of suburban there. sheen but underneath it I think there's a real bubbling sense of uh, antagonism and, mm. and often a sense of violence really and, yeah. um, and, uh, and I always found that the music felt like it was part of that and I never again it didn't have, it seemed to have a vulnerability for me it just mm. sort of felt like and I, I never understood how it's constructed and so as a teenager I would tend to listen to obscure people like Noel Coward or you know like maybe some Bartok yeah. um, or well I wonder you see in a way I mean I sort of had that a bit with it was wham for my generation it was I was into the Smiths dreaming uh, of marrying Morrissey my friends were all yeah. into wham dreaming of marrying George Michael we right, were all sort of, of in, we were all having those sort of fantasies and um, I yeah and I felt sort of isolated but not in it like I wasn't bullied or anything but I certainly didn't share tastes with most of my friends sure yeah and I wonder <clears> if that is good preparation for the solitary life of a stand-up that you well I think yeah you do I think yeah like in my lunch breaks in the sixth form I'd go and sort of walk in the park next to the school not talk to anyone listen to sort of like Vaughan Williams sort of mournful folk songs <laughs> rather than everybody else would be like having a nice time in the canteen like throwing cucumbers at each other and I went no no I need to just sit and think and be sad for a while listen to the lark ascending oh, it's a beautiful um, image it's a lovely image uh, um, and uh, and a tragic one yeah. um, you know although I'm it's sh- interesting isn't it there are even within that there are always some chart acts that reach through like like the yeah. Pet Shop Boys right yeah that you, you, I think they're you know, you think they must be exceptional. Those are the ones that really do stand the test of time. Where even if you are a slightly disaffected, weird <laughs> youth, you still go, yeah. "Well, that is very good, though." Actually, yeah. they are. They have I'm something more an interesting. Example of that now. It's yeah. because they have something more interesting going on. I think, isn't it? That you, yeah, you think, yeah. They, they, and they evolve more easily. I think that it, those kind of very. Um, 
I can't think of the word there, but you know, these sort of acts that don't have much of an interesting emotional landscape don't tend to sort of endure. Resonate, yeah. Well, I suppose like when I was growing up, it was things like Blur and Pulp, who I was aware of, but annoyingly, I was more of an Oasis fan at the time. Weirdly, I think like obtusely, really, I just went, no, oh, I'm like Oasis, even though clearly Blur and Pulp would have spoken to me much more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I was aware contrary, of those. Contrary, even in your contrary, even in my yeah. contrary. No, I'll go for no, I'll go for Oasis. Actually, no, you can't tell me that I like pulp and blur, even though I clearly should and probably and will. And will in, 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 yeah. the, in the fullness of time, we'll come to realise. Of course, I do like yeah. them and don't listen to Oasis now as an adult at no, all. No, isn't but, that interesting? Because I similarly, I I was into Oasis largely because I was living in Manchester when they oh, released yeah. it. So you had to pick a side, and you would have been a fool living in Manchester to pick Blair, really. Sure. But yes, I mean, I absolutely now would listen to Blur over Oasis yeah but then actually you know they're good Oasis songs but yeah they just don't interest me in the same way that they did then yeah yeah weird how it evolves like that and my when I met my husband he was he was doing he was a support act for The Good, The Bad and The Queen Damien Albarn's kind oh, of spin-off one yeah. of his many yes um, and that was fascinating and I got to go on like the tour bus and see <gasps> oh. even though Justin my husband was in he was in the the support acts <laughs> oh were they bus. not friendly no they were they were very nice but okay. they were you know I mean they just had their tour bus there. I think that's fair enough Sure. If I space. had support acts now, they'd be on their own tour bus. Right? Sure, I, know, I can't I know. afford support acts, but if I could, <laughs> you can't afford a bus. You can't <laughs> even afford an oyster card. <laughs> so we go when people you turn up at gigs. People go and where's your driver technician? Like, oh, <laughs> just me. Oh no. That's uh, but anyway, but, yeah, but Damon Albarn anyway was very nice and fascinating and you know weird in a really good way. Oh really? Oh yeah. really? He was everything you wanted him to be. Yeah, everything. everything oh, that's good to very, hear. Very good. And Jarvis Cocker, I've seen at festivals and stuff, and he always seems. Once I saw him at an opening night performance of Into the Woods, the Stephen Sondheim classic musical, uh-huh. at the Théâtre Châtelet in Paris. He was sat just wow. a couple of rows behind me. Wow. Yeah, the God, life I lived. lived. haven't you? I know, I know. Montreal, Paris. Paris. Oh, did you ever see the Pet Shop Boys musical, by the way, talking of... Do you know? No, I never did. No. I wish I had. It was about Alan Turing, actually, wasn't it? They it was on at the proms. They do a revival of that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I w- I'd love to see them live, actually. Whenever they've been touring, I've always managed to miss them. Stick it on uh, the list. Christopher St- Cross. Christopher Cross, the Pet, Pet Shop, Shop Boys. Boys. Lucy, we're going to have a really busy year. I know. It's with, with Sonia and Pam. That we're not going to go into. Well, Radiohead, we're not going to go into. I've no. seen Radiohead on numerous occasions, oh, God. actually. What was that like? Actually, very uplifting, incredible. Oh, oh right. Um, I was going to say good live band. That's one of my sort of, it's the biggest wanker thing that I, I've noticed I say <laughs> that. I said, it, I said it the other day about someone. I went, oh, yeah, they're a really good live band. Well, it's a bit like if you can see like an electro DJ live, I always think, like, People go, like, what are we saying? Like, yeah, but no. so Radiohead are a good live. They're band. amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. absolutely amazing. In fact, I think the first time I saw them uh, was at the Reading Festival in 1990, maybe 91. Um, and yeah, extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. Sorry, I was about to do my music. I noticed I had an email. Oh, sorry, everyone. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything late, good? It's from Is it from? You have to read it out. You have to read uh, it out. Yes, yes. Lateroom.com. Oh, lateroom.com. Uh, oh, uh, what have they said? Special offer on. Uh, would I book oh. a lot of hotel rooms through Lateroom? But they've sent to you they've sent them specifically oh late rooms that's so me. kind of you <laughs> late rooms you, and my waitrose that's the other oh yeah oh, oh they liked dear. it they liked it I, I think I've ordered some flowers from waitrose florist once 
And maybe every day I get an email yeah. saying, would you like to send another one? It's like once to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to send her flowers every day, but I'm not Elton John. <laughs> Though I wish I was. Who was another person actually I listened to a lot as a teenager? You no, know, I hated Elton John. Absolutely oh, hated Elton John when I was younger and love him now. And I feel, you know, when you feel you have to atone, I've bought everything he's ever done now because I feel... It's I brilliant, isn't it? The early stuff, like Tumbleweed oh, Connection, really Captain cool. Fantastic. That's, and that's stuff I listened to as a teenager. Actually, that was my big sort of... Because no one my age liked Elton John. No. I was like, Elton John's for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I did love, and I love, always love the piano. And I, I learned yeah. the piano at school. And I just sort of, um, I, 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 yeah. I think I might have Rocket Man played at my funeral. Oh, whilst your ashes are blasted into space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can whilst do that. I you can put your, a diamond. You can, you can put your ashes on, uh, on a firework. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an option. It's something to think about. Right, I'll think I about am that. a rocket man. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to play another song now. Song. Oh, look what's come up now. This, oh, no. Now, this, Nothing mournful, I hope. Uh, it is. Mm, let's have a listen and see what you think. Cheap. How about that? In a curious turn fashion. It up. It's going to start with some talking. Not in the English way. Oh. There we go. One, two, three, four, five. Oh. Right. It's, uh, do you know who this is? Yeah, I didn't know. Young Chan Pip. Yeah, this is not. Yana, I don't think this, this has ever been played on Fubar before. I'd uh, be surprised. It's a very. I don't know why I find him quite. Your hair looks amazing. You just put your earphones on backwards. We'll take a photo, put that on the. Anyway, we should talk over this. It's Jake Thackeray. And if they have more than 20 sheep to count. Jake Thackeray, who. Now, I love Jake Thackeray. I was introduced to Jake Thackeray by my husband, who I'm fond of. Uh, Your husband? I'm fond of my husband. Oh, I'm you've done well. You've chosen well. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good one. Uh, and I'd never heard of Jake Thackeray and couldn't believe that I never had, and I love him. How do you feel about Jake Thackeray, Tom? Do you know, I sh- everything about him I should like. I don't know why, I just can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> and I find him grating, but I love the idea of the, the Yorkshire dialect he uses in that song particularly yes, yes. I love the Tomra's voice I love the use of jazz and folk combined and a very sad man if you love a tragic story and I love story, a, a tragic alcoholism and torment exactly plenty. all of those things but there's something about his songs I don't I don't I don't relate don't have, to well there is quite a lot of misogyny in his songs which is sort of difficult to listen to with the modern ear sure uh, but then he was a sort of tortured Catholic so I'm prepared to forgive him quite a lot for that he was sure. sort of yeah. It's of an era, if you listen to him in context, I suppose. But you but see, I think, for me, the thing I like about it is it does remind me of, uh, you know, kind of, what am I thinking of, like, sort of the French uh, songwriter. What do you call that? Chanson. Chansonniers, the, you know, that kind sommeliers. of... Uh, the French sommeliers. <laughs> he loved a sommelier, Jake He loved, Thackeray. I was think, very good friends he was... A, with a lot of he liked them. But, um, um, what are they called? Yeah, of like you know Scott Walker. There's there's a passion, oh yeah 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 the drama the kind of the, the great That's, stories yeah very sort of sixties thing wasn't it I yeah. think in that sort of folk revival of the sixties and seventies who's the uh, who am I thinking of the French uh, oh, oh Dennis Roussos uh, Greek but near oh yeah um, <laughs> anyway, about Abigail's party but yes, yeah I, I d- there is someone French who am I thinking of? oh, oh we'll look it up yes but yeah I mean it's I I take you know, it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes things you think you should like, but you don't. There are certain things where you go, no, I don't. Well, I know I should, but I don't want to. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I find, yeah. And again, I find that with a lot of popular culture, it's a lot of the time it's the world going, you should like this. Like, well, oh, authors I don't. particularly. Oh, so, yes. It's so easy for someone to recommend the Goldfinch. Have you read this? Have you read that? Like, yeah, I haven't got yeah, time yeah. to read that. And if you do start something and you dislike it and then you have to go back to the person who recommended it to you and say, 
like Ian McEwan, who I know is a brilliant author and everyone loves. I, yeah. And it just, I, every time I try... I remember reading that. As a, I should probably revisit him, but I did remember first reading him and going like, oh, would you shut up about your stupid... Whingy, whingy. like, overprivileged, intellectualised North London, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, charming, my... you know, have a dinner party in Kentish Town, whatever, yeah. shut up, fall out of a balloon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Whereas I do, like, I like Julian Barnes, you know, I like, there's not necessarily any consistency to it. I but. think it, but I think it's that association that, uh, is it cultural capital, is that the sort of thing? Mm. If something has an association, for you it speaks on that level of going, well, this is clearly the voice of something I'm not part of, yeah. or that doesn't, it's a party that I'm not invited mm. to, then I think, for me I mean, anyway. The Guardian is a terrible... Uh, newspaper uh, that newspaper. lies. <laughs> <laughs> lies, <laughs> will not speak the truth like something like the Daily Mail will. When things are championed by The Guardian, it does tend to often... Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's such a like predictable. Well, you know, everyone likes it. It's going back yeah. to what you said about being a teenager yeah. and going, well, this is apparently the thing that everyone's meant to like, and there's that oh, sort of low yeah. level hype. So it's not mainstream hype, but it's yeah intelligentsia hype. In oh, fact, I've got friends yeah. who will not go and see Daniel Kitson for that very reason because oh, <laughs> oh he's the, just the darling of the bloody <laughs> garden. Like, no, but he is amazing. You have to, but I can totally accept that's. What I wonder what I his opinion is on that. Actually, I'd be interested to hear. Well, Stuart Lee as well. I mean, I think yeah, he's Stuart a Lee real as well. double-edged yes. sword. If you are the darling of any kind of uh, sort of set or group, yes, then there's always that. Well, there's that sort of feeling like you are going to be irritating people. I mean, it's a horrible thing about being a performer or being in in any way in in the public eye, even on a very small scale like I am. I do think mm-hmm. if I were not me, I would irritate the shit out of myself. No, <laughs> no but that's that might just be that other. Like censor that I think we all have of like uh, yeah. oh stupid me the self loathing <laughs> the yeah, self loathing it's partly to go back to what we were saying earlier about <laughs> listening to sad music as a teenager yeah, and you yeah. know being largely miserable yeah. I mean yeah sure I relate to that yeah. uh, but yeah I think there is that, that those sorts of pressures yeah to go no you should like this and it's just being allowed to who is it David Eagleton who wrote a book called um, How to Read a Poem and he has a whole section on um, the death of experience Terry Eagleton Terry Eagleton yeah. yes sorry he's at Manchester Manchester he University was, he was yeah at Manchester University when I, was there. Um, I think I'm thinking of David somebody else who writes about brains anyway Terry Eagleton How to Read a Poem he talks about the death of experience and how as human beings like we don't allow ourselves just to feel something around something else and so which is why poetry perhaps has fallen out of a lot of popular cultures because it talks about having an experience that's just in the moment it's just specific to you yeah. um, and, and I think a lot of the time we're conditioned to go no you go to Disneyland you have a great time yeah, you can't yeah. go to Disneyland and go but it reminds me of my grandmother <laughs> um, you know that's not an acceptable yeah, yeah, yeah. experience to have and, and when you go to you know maybe you go travelling in Thailand you know you've sort of already had the experience in your mind because you're like right I'm going to have a backpack on yeah, and yeah. I'm going to have I've seen the beach I've read the beach yeah, yeah I've read the beach so happen. I'm going to have that so experience on the be, beach like, someone's going to die but it's <laughs> fine <'cause>, uh, <laughs> and actually when you get there it might be totally different to that but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost a resistance or you know same with Paris it's like go to Paris you're going to fall in love you're going to get proposed yeah. to it's going to be slightly tragic but you're going to have nice food yeah. and actually it might not be like that you might yeah. go and listen to thrash metal and, and actually go, go meet a Canadian um, Prime Minister I don't know <laughs> I don't know but like, things you, that have happened to Tom Allen in the, Paris that's what happened to me yeah. uh, on the way to go and see that play with Jarvis Cocker in the audience <laughs> but uh, you know, I think it's a sadness sometimes of our culture that we can't just feel things as we want to, as yeah. we genuinely just feel them. We're sort of taught well, to distance ourselves. Well, and also now we're always documenting and recording and yes. not having that living in the moment thing because you're always going, oh, how will this look on Twitter? Yes. Oh, this would be a great thing to put on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, always in that tone of Twitter or Facebook and going yeah. like, bleh, 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 look out! 
us. Yeah. <laughs> sort of smugness. I found a, yeah, there was something, I was looking at something the other day and it, it sickened me to my very core that my first Ooh. thought was, oh God, I could tweet that. <laughs> oh, oh, no, just shut up. I'm right. sure if I, told, if I was told like, you, you, you're dying, you'll be dead within a week. Uh, my first thought would be like, oh my God, I can't wait to put this on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. emoticons are like this? <laughs> I mean, there was a time when human beings wrote operas and uh, now we just use emoji. Exactly. Well, do you know, because I think comedians have always done that of going, whatever happens, well, it's yeah. material, it's a thing. Yeah, but yeah. now everybody does it. Everybody yeah. is thinking their life is sort of material. Also, in terms of poetry, do you know, I was reading um, Michael Rosen had written a piece about uh, there's a new uh, kind of poetry syllabus oh. where the um, there are sort of given answers. So teachers have to grade how well students have responded to poetry by whether they have chosen one of the four correct answers to uh, questions about a poem. So I think the example he used was uh, Robert Louis Stevenson poem about boats, which I didn't actually know. But um, but anyway, and he was saying it's it's an absolute tragedy, but very indicative of the the sort of current mindset in education, Mm. which is that, you know, this... Uh, there are questions about the poem of which there are four answers which a child is expected to sort of oh, give God, one off. That's so depressing. Isn't it? Because yeah. actually that is the the only excuse. And I have spent years looking like a wanker sitting in cafes reading poetry. Have you? Yeah. Uh, which is inexcusable in many ways. But it does, you know, mm. I think poetry is one of the very few ways that you can, st- you know, poetry and great music. Just, in, it doesn't matter if the lyrics say one thing, you feel something else. Yeah. You experience it in your own way. I mean, well, all art actually, but, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It but it feels like sad. almost in the in it's almost sort of like in the current education mindset. It, it sounds like there's sort of no room for like mm, have a feeling, have a thought. It's like no, this is what you must feel. Yeah, it's okay. not about boats. It's not. It's not about your father. It's not about you know whatever <laughs> yeah. else you. And I remember feeling that with like studying Pride and Prejudice at school, and I never really could get on with the exam essays at yeah, GCSE. Yeah. Like, and I'd always be like well, I sort of think this, and it seems a bit confusing that they talk about this, and they're like, no, no, it, well, you use this quote, Elizabeth Bennet thinks this, the story is about that, Mr. Darcy represents this, the yes. end. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, okay, well, I guess I've done Austin. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I've passed that exam. So uh, Yeah, luckily at A-level I had great, great English teachers who were like we're going to do a bit of Dennis Potter and we're going to watch The Singing Detective and we're going to look at that or we're going to read uh, The Buddha of Suburbia and, some kind of cra- and I had great English teachers who were like what do you feel what do you think let's read some Alan Bennett and I was thinking oh suddenly like people who could you know speak in different tones and about yeah. things that I found relevant that was a real a huge wonderful experience and I, I feel very grateful to those English teachers like I think those good teachers well obviously those good teachers are yeah. so um, important, but I guess that's an easy thing to say. Well, but it is, and I do feel like I've got lots of friends who are teachers, and they all seem so dispirited at the moment. And the ones yeah, who you know are really that. great teachers are the most depressed, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones who have an actual passion for the job and aren't you know doing it for any other reason than a love of education. They're yeah, those who are suffering the most. I think. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to read a book is enough, kind of. Mm. You know, like that should be the goal is just to go read it see what you feel we had an amazing actually at Manchester University our poetry teacher whose name has completely escaped me now Uh, uh, but contemporary poetry (laughs) with this amazing man who was such an influence on my life I've completely forgotten his name Uh, (laughs) you know Mr Thingy Thing uh, it was amazing (laughs) Professor what's his name Tom Gunn I'd never read any Tom Gunn and he introduced us to Tom Gunn and I just thought it was you know blew my mind anyway contemporary poetry uh, worth looking up Jake Thackeray I mean Jake Thackeray I understand what you're saying because there's been a huge 
sort of revival of interest in Jake Thackeray recently, which I think oh, is, is it? it's irritating my husband because, of course, he it's his thing. It it's my special yeah. thing. I find I found it like being gay when other people turned out to be gay. I was like, no, it's my special thing. You can't be gay as well. It's just me on my own feeling sad. <laughs> that is basically what my sexuality amounts to. <laughs> sex? No, sex is the last of my worries. <laughs> no, misery, sadness, Vaughan Williams. Thank you. That's what being gay is, and it's mine. <laughs> I know it's funny. Well, it, in a way, starting off like doing comedy, being a woman, because there were so few. You started off as a woman. It was a bit. I I finished up as I don't know what. <laughs> I don't like to see gender. <laughs> no, I'm gender blind. <laughs> gender blind. But yeah, it was. That was odd. The first time I met other female comics, because it was a bit like, oh, okay, so oh. are you doing this as well? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And then, of course, you reach the tipping point where you go, this is brilliant. Now there's loads, and it's yeah. fabulous. And you realise as well that it all. It's good, you know. It all it's good for all of us, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, to have yeah, yeah, yeah. different voices. It's, that yeah, you can yeah. Be a gay and a woman and be a comic and you whatever, know. whatever you want, guys. Yeah. It's ours for the taking. <laughs> um, is it my turn to plug in? Yeah. Okay, Here's let's jack, jack up. Let's okay, the, jack does the, up. Are you getting? I hope the listeners aren't getting that horrible jack sound that you yeah, sometimes get. Oh, uh, because yeah. that's always the worst thing at like at um, at certain comedy wedding discos or, or comedy clubs. Oh, just a second. Um, yeah, okay. before a first dance at a wedding, that's going to be Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 so romantic. Okay. Oh, oh guess who bad. it is. I think you're going to like it. Okay. Oh, and I've got to turn the volume up. Oh, out she goes. Out she goes. That's an unusual. I don't listen to that track very often, but it's Kate Bush a lot though. Generally, um, I go through phases. Mm. I haven't listened to her for a while, but I'll dip into. Did her, you go and see her so in the comeback? <laughs> sorry, Kate. <laughs> didn't mean to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Lucy. Did, did you dip into her in the uh, in the comeback tour? Or, uh... um, no, I didn't. Well, I do really like Kate Bush, but I sort of felt like I wasn't qualified enough to even put my name down for tickets do you yeah, know what I mean I, know, I felt like I wasn't good enough a yeah, fan yeah, to yeah. Um, but my friend went to the dress rehearsal and said it was extraordinary yeah. and she said she saw the guest list for the first night and she said it was everybody was going like Elton John was going and like I think Damon Orban and yeah, like everybody yeah, yeah. from the world of rock and pop was going to be there on that first night no uh, pressure Kate no pressure no but pressure. I think that's the you know like that sort of stature and the fact that that whole community will go no, she's hugely important. We have to go and attend this. Mm. We have to be inspired by this. I think it's quite oh, remarkable. Amazing. amazing. Uh, from, yeah, you know, again, I don't want to... We, we're harking back a lot to our teenage years, aren't we? Well, but, um, aren't we all, you know, the, bound ceaselessly back on the... The man with the child in his eyes. I remember that was a real kind of... Yeah, I always liked it. And my mum always doesn't like Kate Bush. Whenever she'd come on in the car, I'd be like, oh, I love this woman. Oh, I can't stand this woman screeching all the time. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> and one of the best uh, talking, speaking voice versus singing voice uh, Oh yeah, the Julie Birchill effect of actually yeah. does sound so I watched an interview with her with um, Kenny Everett who I really love and uh, loved mm. no love still still yeah, love yeah. his work still love him. and it's still on YouTube he still lives in our hearts and um, he was on YouTube interviewing her and she's actually really light hearted and fun he's doing an interview with her and like they've she's got she's answering like it's one of those classic like she's answering the wrong question uh, yeah, the yeah. previous answer whatever um, and she was a real laugh but she is like proper like Essex sort of uh, is she Essex or is she sort of Dartford West, very, I don't know really West Country I would have said more West Country no I'm thinking of Julie no. Birchall now I'm getting I think, yeah I think she there. seems like she should be from she like no, she should be like Tessa the Durbervilles yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> living on uh, <laughs> the Jurassic Ex-Mars Coast or something. yeah yeah, yeah. 
yes, she's... Uh, she's actually from... I think she is from Dartford. Yeah, that does sound right. Or actually. somewhere around there. Or, yeah, amazing. But, you know, incredible uh, length of career and brilliantly taking her time to do stuff. And, yeah, that's inspiring, isn't it, to go... Yeah. And, and, you know, that whole thing of going, like, please don't bring your f- phones in your camera. Don't take Good photographs. Her, sit there. Yes. And apparently, like... At the end of every, I had a few friends who did go and see the comeback show, and at the end of every show, she just got instant standing ovation, and then the ushers would run down the the aisles, go sit down, everyone, sit down, sit down now, sit down before she begins. And it was very strict, yes. but I think, well, why not? Like, yes. and Joni Mitchell is like, there's clips of her being at like the Isle of Wight Festival back in the '60s, and she was, she's like, uh, I really like it that you like my music, but it's really distracting if you're like shouting out and whooping and singing along. It would be great if while I'm playing, you could just be quiet and listen. Can you imagine doing that <laughs> now? <laughs> Shut up, yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> listen to it. But good for her. Well, how annoyed people get at uh, comedy clubs when you tell them to stop filming the show on their phones. And oh. Furious, absolutely furious. About, well, I've paid my money, you know. This yeah. Is, <laughs> I've paid my money. Why shouldn't What's I the problem? To Can I just film it? film it yeah well it would be well, great if you didn't I mean, do, you mind, just... do you mind not sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that um, yeah. Uh, yeah it's uh, yeah I think anything sort of school marmish that's another quality that I love yeah yeah people is that and really it is respect it now. actually as, a, as an older woman one of the brilliant things they don't tell you about ageing uh, is that you you're not you, very old well I'm over 40 which I think oh, is oh god you mind. are old god <laughs> why didn't you say thank god the light's behind me <laughs> um, don't be silly yeah you do you get that real ability to A you don't care what people think about you which yeah. is, like for example doing the show I was like not nervous, like not at all nervous about. Oh God, I hope nothing embarrassing comes up. No embarrassing times. I'm like, I'm not going to look cool. That ship sailed in the early nineties. That's fine. But you do also feel, like I tell people what to do much more readily now and expect them to listen and obey. I, you know, and my dad actually I noticed the other day is really like he's in his he's seventy one now. Mm. I took him to one of those. It took him to like a trendy coffee shop. I thought it'd be a fun experience. <laughs> you know, he's very open to new experiences, and he sort of he's like so ordinary and so kind to people but he just like some trendy like hipster guy behind the uh, coffee shop counter he used a napkin like to dry the cup and then just sort of sort of flung it at him in this sort of really imperious way to this kind of bearded tattooed hipster who was like who thought he was the greatest thing in the world and I thought oh that's great that when you get to your <laughs> 70s and I've never seen dad do anything like that and I sort of thought oh good for you like you can just be yeah. you know just sometimes like well I don't he didn't I didn't sure if I pulled him up on it he would have gone oh I didn't was I oh I didn't mean to be like that but yeah, I think there's something yeah, about it where you just yeah. go well just take the take the napkin I've earned my right <laughs> I've earned my right and I, I have put up with this for long enough yeah, yeah he's like not threatened by his yeah. rise I'm like oh god I, I could never ride a bike like you do <laughs> stupid me I know there's, the problem is there's a very fine line which I found myself crossing very frequently recently which is you do go to those like I went to a party in this place in Shoreditch which is it's a, a work hub oh sure so there's One of offices those. and then they you know but people just drift around the building and then sure. you can like there's surprise yoga every now and then they just oh, stop and we just do yoga <laughs> I mean utter utter wankery <laughs> of the highest order and, um, sounds horrendous yeah and I did find myself you know it's 
you know, you can be disdainful sort of privately about that kind of thing. But I did find myself kind of being just openly rude and looking <laughs> like the sort of miserable suburban housewife that I am. Kind of like, oh, for God's sake, can I just get a drink? I don't, I don't care. I just want a drink. <laughs> get me a drink now. Yes. And yeah. That's not, that's not nice. That's not kind. Yeah, but we should be demanding, I think, sometimes just to go, well, let's cut through all this nonsense, yeah. actually. Well, yeah, like, what I should do is not go to hipster places. Or maybe not go to It's a bit like Portlandia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever watched that do you yeah. like I love that so funny when she, she starts working in office have you seen that one we're like come on we're starting come, and she can't find the floor <laughs> ends up in the birthday party um, anyway yeah sorry you were going to say something there, Lucy was it uh, I'm going to say let's, let's do another one of my records oh yes it's your turn now you've, you've bought you've bought some pims as well I have we've cracked open the pre-mixed the, the pre-mixed tin of booze and I'm going to even though uh, I bite my nails I'm going to try and open this tin I can do it for you if you wish oh god isn't that embarrassing it's illustrated with one of those pictures of a pregnant woman with a line through her Oh, no pregnancy, please. Don't get pregnant after drinking this. Drink responsibly in pregnancy. That's oh. what we have to Oh, remind. thanks, Amanda. Um, Isn't that too bad? I've only started biting my nails in the last sort of 18 months or so. And um, I bite them sometimes around my parents, and my parents go, "Don't bite, don't bite your nails." And I yeah. say, "Yeah, but I bite them because I'm anxious." Well, don't be anxious. What you got to be anxious about? <laughs> You're making uh, me anxious. Yeah. That's the problem. Because you know, anxiety is often cured by being shouted by, at. Exactly. <laughs> it's a tough love approach, and I'm all for it. Um, yeah. Right, here we go. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going back it? to the sixties. <gasps> is, is it Jenny Mitchell? No. Hang on. Let's whack that up. Come on, volume, you What's can do this? this. I don't know what this is. It starts slow, but you'll recognise it once it gets started. It's actually quite oh. a stonker once it gets going. Oh, hang on. They, it's all sort others. of Californian guitars at the mm, moment. Very Californian. Uh, here we go. That's the thing with the 60s, very short songs. Very short and sweet. Very, three that's, they, that's, three hours? Just three hours <laughs> went so fast. This Pims is very strong. Three gorgeousness. Uh, love, any, any feelings on the band Love? Oh, I thought you were calling me Love for a moment there. Love? Oh, I like this band. (laughs) Um, I don't know if the listeners can hear this, but an ice cream lorry is just, an ice cream van has just arrived. They're haunting. Lucy, come back! (laughs) Oh, do you remember that when an ice cream van would, sorry, that's such a like tedious, nostalgia beginning. Do you remember that when? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. But I remember, speaking the eye, Tom, not everybody has the same experience as you. Uh, The ice cream van would pull up outside and then there'd be a frantic dash to get enough change to go out and buy a 99. And sometimes, <gasps> such sadness, you'd get there just as they were driving away yeah, and you'd miss it and you'd have to be sad. I miss it. Oh. I think that gave me a great sense of like whether I should run for things or not because I think I just got my heart broken like running for the ice cream van and then you're driven away and after a while I went, no, I'm not going to run. It's cooler not to run, isn't it? It's yeah. cooler. It's hip to be square. It'll come if it comes. When the, time, when the, when the ice cream is ready, <laughs> it will come to me. The thing is though now, like, I feel... I sort of feel sorry for the ice cream van people because ice cream is so readily available everywhere at all times of the year. Yes, but it it's not. To be special, but, but it's, it's not. not. Um, it's not a Mr. Whippy, is it? No, soft serve. Soft serve. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get that just any old. You have to get that off a van. You can't have that that's... when you're pregnant. Did you know that? that really? Like missing other, you know, like booze and things. Not for me. It was soft serve ice cream. You can't have that. Risk of listeria. Oh yeah. <gasps> Yeah, that's a, that also a probably a risk of um, like asphyxiation from the petrol fumes that those things <laughs> kick out the back of them yeah. and <laughs> like, also seeing the feral nature of children exposed to an ice cream <laughs> would put you off having the children you're about uh, yeah. to birth but uh, yeah oh 
I know, yeah. well, we mm. had, because um, suburbia I grew up in as... as what you. bit of Croydon were you from? Um, well, you from? It, we moved around, but Wallington... Oh, yeah. Settled, ...which is Wallington. actually not really Croydon. What is that, that sort of it's, Caterham, Whiteleaf? Coolsdon would be the other Coolsdon. nearest place. I mean, it's sort of down Coolsdon south, for anyway. cats. Yeah, that's similar to where I grew up in, Bromley. Yeah, and so the and we didn't have any shops near us. No, we didn't have shops near us, really. There was yeah. sort of a 20-minute walk to a convenience shop. Um, all pubs. I always remember that, like knowing my dad had had a really bad day because he would make the walk to the pub <laughs> 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 like an hour. <laughs> to go um, but yeah, so the ice cream van was a great source of excitement. Of course, yes. That's, I think maybe I felt like that. And um, did, did you see the film Pride? Do you know I haven't yet? Oh, well, you know, you might have avoided it because of the hype, as we were talking well, earlier. Exactly. Too yes. much hype. Sorry. No, I don't I'm like sorry. No, It's very popular. Yes. I don't think it's for me. Apparently, it's marvellous. That's why I'm not going to watch it. So, so. Apparently, it's brilliant, and I would love it, so I will definitely not be watching that. <laughs> Um, and uh, I was actually of that mindset. I was actually yeah, going, yeah. well, you know, it's a film about gays, but I'm sure they wouldn't epitomise my experience, so I'm not going to watch that. My friend... Um, my Did friend, you cry? Did you end up crying? Out of control crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, any brass band, and I'm in floods, Aww. but um, there's a brass band that comes in at the end, and I was out of control crying. <laughs> and, um, but there's one of the characters is from Bromley, and they call him Bromley, and he, grew up, he's in, he grows up in a house that's very similar to the house I grew up in. I mean, I don't mean to suggest that every piece of art is about me, but I do sort of feel like... Um, you don't mean to suggest that they effectively owe you royalties, is what you're saying. I here, don't. I mean, uh, it might have been that they represented my journey there. <laughs> well, and I, but there's, I mean, one of the, the story of the boy from Bromley is he gets on the tube and he joins a gay pride march in the early 80s, and suddenly he's in the middle of this sort of political movement, and he's got all these friends, and they take him to Wales on this... This whole thing with like raising the LGBT trans, uh, not were there, was the T at that time. Anyway, like raising money to give to the miners. Yeah, He's yeah. suddenly in the middle of that, and I said, "Well, I wish my coming out experience had been as easy as that." And my friend said, "Yeah, but if it had been true to your experience, you know, he would have got on the train, gone to the gay pride march, probably would have started crying, but he would have got <laughs> drunk, then he would have got obsessed with somebody, just followed them round for like two days, then would have had a com- would have plucked up the courage to say hello. They would have ignored him, then he'd have a nervous breakdown. Nothing would have happened." <laughs> in the film it would have been about 25 hours long and then maybe in the last 10 minutes like I don't know you'd probably go home to your mum it wouldn't make great well, art it's a film I wouldn't mind seeing actually you talk it down know. but actually you know this uh... maybe it's the sequel <laughs> <laughs> sort of proudish yeah. proudish <laughs> Sort of yes, like lightly smug. <laughs> I do love a good cry in a movie. I haven't mm. cried in a film. Oh, I, it's good. And I will cry at anything. Will you? you? Know, it's not through ice cream any, band music. Oh uh, yeah. Or anything with memories. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's starting. They, they, they know how much we want it. They're outside again with the ice cream it's band music. No, I um. Do you know? I never used to cry at films, and then I remember the one, and in a similar way, I think it was because it had some kind of resonance with my life. The film Raining Stones by Ken Loach. Oh, Ken Loach is good. I went to see that at the uh, cinema. Oh, yeah. And lost my mind crying. It's about uh, this family who are trying to to afford a first communion dress for their daughter. So it's all about Catholicism and this... uh, Ricky Tomlinson's in it. Oh, um, Being amazing. And there's this priest. There's like a really good priest in it. And um, oh, I can't even talk about it. Literally, <laughs> oh, even no. all these years, I cannot talk about it. It's so, and it, that, and I think it was that. It switched. Something switched at that point. Oh, uh, when you went, it's okay. And I was like, I do cry at things. Actually, I do cry at films. I've, the floodgates have opened. And we sort of teach ourselves it's not okay to cry, but it's it's very good. To, I wish I cried more. Really, I think I'd be a lot 
more balanced. <laughs> <laughs> Releasing all those yeah. chemicals in the tears. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, some people cry out loads. Yeah, it's probably that's why I'm biting my nails. I can't mm. even open a tin of pims. Let's have a few more pims and a cry. Oh, I'd love that. What a great radio show that would be. <laughs> <laughs> that is almost every radio show. Three pims and a tearful breakdown. That record, the, uh, the love record, which we were sort of chatting over a bit, but uh, that's got sort of... I, it's something I, I believe that people are the greatest thing. It's got a very sort of uplifting, high oh. of Californian sixties kind of oh, vibe yeah. to it, and that will send me off. That any, I don't know anything about love actually. I've um, never. I don't think I've even really heard of them, if I have at all. So, sort of psychedelic, uh, LA-based. Uh, there's a guy called Arthur Lee who was the kind of driving force. In fact, I went to see Arthur Lee at the Royal Festival Hall in London few years ago and uh, really excited about it because I love love mm-hmm. uh, but he did that thing that um, you know that people do which is completely understandable where he wanted to play his new stuff Uh-oh. and I was in, yeah it, it's just a real shame because he did this song which was all about it was sort of God bless America oh. and I couldn't tell whether it was meant to be slightly ironic or not but I don't think it was and it was oh, a bit no. like oh no this is a bit oh. uh, I don't mind if I've Weirdly, with music, I find if I've got a bit of a chance to listen to it beforehand, it's a bit... Um, for me, songs I often have to listen to lots before yeah. I understand them. Yeah. But looking but before recorded music, that wasn't the case, really. But like you couldn't... If you had to wait for someone to play the piano, you couldn't be like, can you just play it 65 <laughs> times until I'm bored of it? Which we do now. That's how I... Like, yeah, if I like yeah, a song, yeah. I'll play it again and again and again yeah. until I hate it. Like yeah. Taylor Swift, Shake It Off or Shake It oh, Out God, or Shake It yes. Off. I listened to that like 55 times and now I hate it. But at the time, I loved mm-hmm. it and that was sort of... But you couldn't do that in she's Victorian times. She's a good times. example of a sort of contemporary pop act that everybody sort of likes, even though she's huge. Yeah, they s- there's every- something about her backstory as well. And oh, is there? I don't actually know her backstory. I don't know. There's something about her that I quite enjoy, even though I know nothing really about her. But yeah, that song, uh, that song, uh, Shake It Off, was played at some school fete. I'm so out of touch with music. It's like, I'm <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like a really cool story. <laughs> 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 this is how I get on my tunes now. So, it was at school fate, and I went, this is amazing, who is this? And like every eight-year-old in the place went, oh, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, but she's brilliant. <laughs> she's so good. Oh, this is really cool. I'm going to go home and download this to my iPod. I must go and buy this record. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pay for this. And they're like, you're going to pay for it? Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Grandma still pays for her tunes. <laughs> Grandma pays for everything, I know. And I, I do too. I, I feel like such a square pants. No. I don't understand how you do it, and I don't understand Spotify. No. I tried to listen to it once and it just it was playing really like loads of music I hated. <laughs> and they wanted to charge me for hating it or something. I didn't know. It's the Spotify nightmare channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jake Thackeray, wall to wall. Yeah. Wall, no, I said I don't like this. Why are you doing this? I don't like that so much. No, I haven't really worked out how to you know when they suggest like genius playlisty things. Or oh things. yeah, they can. And they suggest yeah. stuff they think you'll like, and now I'm like, no, it's it's like on Twitter where they say, why don't you try following this person? You go, well, clearly. Um, uh, for a number of reasons, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I mean, for one reason, I <laughs> used to go out with them, and <laughs> I do not. Case, I do not so want. I do not want to hear what they're doing now and how happy they are now. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we so, do when I, oh, is it your turn now? It is your turn. Yes, it's my turn. Give it to me. Let's see. I feel um, we haven't played enough records, you see. I feel like. Oh, yeah, we probably talked such a lot. A nice time, we are. I mean, oh, um, okay, so I don't. Let's have a look. I've got a. 
Just, uh, just kidding. Oh, oh um, okay. So this is one of my all-time favourite songs. Oh, fab! Oh, that's. Um, this is one of my like top five favourite songs. Ooh. So I hope the listeners like it. Otherwise, I will find them. <laughs> and, no, uh, um, but uh, so it's quite a long one. So we don't have to play the whole one. But uh, here we, we go. Can play it up Do you know this song? Oh, I don't know. Let me. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Well, I told you it was a long beautiful. song. Isn't um, it beautiful? Isn't I, it amazing? I like that. That's, I think that's, he's um, in my top three. Yeah. Now you love him for. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I think that he is interesting, innovative. Does some really like has done some amazing cover versions. Has he? Yeah. Has he done cover versions? Tim Buckley, I think, and uh, uh, sort of. Um, Christmas album oh his Christmas album is very really really good, interesting I just like the way he as well will go well I'm, I do a bit of folk in this album but the next one going to be mainly electronica sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. thing and, and the next one uh, it's going to be just sort of quite poppy and this one's about my mother yeah. and, and I, I love that good, yeah and I think Keeps it's interesting. interesting to follow and like he wrote a whole album about um, a road in New York he wrote mm. uh, the Brooklyn Queensway Express Brooklyn Queens Expressway mm-hmm. um, and it's beautiful like beautiful classical album no yeah. no real singing on it concept albums do they really exist anymore I mean I sort of associate those with prog rock and yeah you know, I think less and less so I think the idea is very rare I, I personally I just well, like album, I like someone the death of the album we should the, of course discuss, we should probably discuss so. the death of the album um <laughs> But We've discussed that now. We can move now, on. Now that's so, discussed. Go, Done. Um, so, uh, but I, I, yeah, I suppose I'm even now finding that I don't always listen to things as an album. But a bit like we were saying earlier about like Joni Mitchell, Sufjan Stevens with his new album, um, Carrie and Lowell. I think I'm saying that right. Lowell um, uh, is. He said to his fans, uh, "Find a quiet corner and listen to this as a whole album. Yeah, yeah. Don't just sort of dip into it." Or you know, and I thought that was a really unusual thing for a modern singer-songwriter to say and I did do it and it's very and it's quite a lot I think I think his mother I think it talks a lot about the maybe the death of his mother I don't know mm-hmm. but um, it's uh, it's quite sad in places and I think it's why shouldn't he go well take this seriously I'm not just like just something ephemeral for you to just accessorise yeah. your life with like this is my work yeah I know, yeah. it's like very much when you're doing a gig, uh, twitting to draw parallels with our own lives. Of course. Uh, it's of course. When, you're, when you're doing a gig and you realise you are just there to sell beer in the intervals, really. Yes, that is a bit sad. And you feel when like saying, no, feel like this that. is art, this mm. is an act, this is something <laughs> I've worked on. Oh, yeah, well, tell us a joke. <laughs> what would be your dream? So in the same way that, you know, Sufjan Stevens says, find a quiet corner, listen to this as a piece. Yeah. Uh, how would you like your work to be enjoyed? What do you think Ooh. is the ideal ambience Tom Allen experience? What I would kind of room would you play and who would be there? Where would it be in the world? Oh my goodness, that's a great question. Because you've travelled all over Montreal, I mean, Australia, uh, where our beloved uh, James A. Custer is at the moment. That's why he's not here. I'm new supporter standing in for him. Tom Allen is my guest. Uh, Hello. Just recap. Um, um, yes. I've been to a lot of places, but I've never yeah. been to me. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, um, it's hard to say. I think maybe somewhere like Melbourne, yeah. um, uh, which I have been to, and um, maybe in a theatre in Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, which I've o- o- always had lovely times in. And um, How many seats? Just one <laughs> for me. Um, and um, <laughs> it's quite a small theatre, but it sells out. And uh, no, uh, I d- how many seats? Mm, maybe 500. That's good. I think that's, that's a lot. Actually, that's quite an egotistical number. I'm no, but that's that. a good number. That's a good. To but me, not, that's sort of that's where everyone can see your face. You can see everyone's face. You can, yes. 
Do you I like to see everyone's face, or do you have the yeah? I quite, I quite like to feel like I'm in a room with people. Mm. That's uh, for me. It's a live experience, a shared experience, yeah. where the audience is as important as the performer. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't like the idea of stadiums. I don't think I've never been that interested in. No, the, I mean they keep asking me, and I say no. I say likewise, no. Lucy, I'm the same. I say no, thank you, Wembley. No, thank you, Mr. O2. <laughs> or is it Mrs. O2? I don't know. Uh, I did I, once play at Caesar's Palace. Uh, Did you? Yeah, uh, huh. in a conference room. Uh, with a hotel. <laughs> 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 Which, Doesn't matter. Uh, no, it's still was on it the fabulous? CV. Yeah, uh, Caesar's Palace. But yeah, no, I think five hundred is a very good. You know, it's a, it's enough people that people go, hmm, this is popular, but not too popular. Well, exactly, which has been the theme of this <laughs> this yes. very niche. Show. How niche do we want to go? How niche can you go? The nichiest niche uh, possible, yeah. but with the broadest um, financial gain. Mm. But uh, the, um, the 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 yeah, I think that sort of thing appeals to me more. Well, that would be what I'd like to aspire to do anyway, to do that sort of size yeah. audience. Um, and I think when you just want an audience that's up for it like is in a good mood and yes. and they're for you that's always a nice one when it's your name on the poster in the ticket yes if that is the case then that is all the better or just people who are open which on the whole actually I have to say people are um, open and will listen to you and are interested I think it's a, a very exciting place that comedy is in whereby it's a very mainstream accessible wonderful uh, form where people can come and have a drink and have a laugh with their friends uh, but at the same time, it's a really powerful sort of shared experience with people you don't know and, and, is, and can be used to great gain. And I think, you know, even in the roughest, drunkest clubs, actually people will still listen to you, really, yeah. you know, on the whole. Well, yeah, because I, I think when I was uh, a teen and I was sort of into indie music, comedy, I think this is sort of why I got into comedy, because it was the nearest thing you could do to indie music without having to have any musical talent. Right. And I think we yeah. sort of swung back a little bit to that, where there is a lot of mainstream comedy, there are the big acts, there are the sort of stadium acts, and I think that isn't a bad thing for other comedians, because it does mean people are kind of like, oh, I like comedy, but I think I'd like to seek out something a little bit more Yes, I my... often think about comedy in terms of how music must have been in a sort of... When that was emerging as a popular form mm. in the 50s and 60s, people would go, we're going to go and see a, a, a band, we're going to go and see a group tonight, do you want to come? And people would go, yeah, sure. But now, if you just went, well, we're going to go and see some music, do you want to come? You'd sort of go, well, what sort of music? Is it a chamber choir or is it a <laughs> rock band or is it... What is it? Is it a Jake Thackeray tribute? Is it Jake, <laughs> that's, all, that's actually what I like. That's the only thing I like. Um, whereas comedy, I think, is still sort of just coming out of that phase where you just got to go and see some comedy, just go yeah, and see some yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually we're now starting to go, well, what, what comedy do I want? What sort of thing speaks to me, makes me laugh or, or you know, connects with me? Um, you, you know, and I think that's exciting, like you say, and I think the big acts are great. You know, those very popular stadium acts are good as, you know, in themselves, obviously, but as gateways to all the other niches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I now sometimes get teenagers sort of coming to see my shows and it is oh. very fun and they say oh you know well we think we'd like to do comedy and it's like oh, when I yeah. went to see you know bands and I was like I think I want to be in a band I think I want to mm -hmm. do that and it's sort of an accessible thing unfortunately they'll all start doing it and then we'll be you know out of the where will we be you know we'll be in our retirement flats in Bromley oh that's, my god uh, I can't wait <laughs> so affordable yeah. finally my own property actually that does <laughs> a place of I'm ready for the retirement oh, plan now. put on that cord please help me out the bath <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yes. So yeah. So is it your is it your turn, Lucy? To it's my turn. 
It's my life. It's my life. So that wasn't the record, actually. That was just me singing. I know that was a surprise to a lot of people. Okay. I don't think I sang it for long enough that we have to pay the PRS on that. I've gone depressing and quite long again. Oh, click it on. Click it on, but we might not. Is it all depressing? It's not depressing. It's just slightly more melancholy in a good way. In a good way, it's melancholy. Melancholy? Okay, I love it. King of melancholy. Melancholy. I would say. Melons and small farming dogs. Mr. Melancholy himself. Who is this? It's uh, it's the silent work of There Is Something Coming Out There. It's yeah, Tom I can, Waits. I can... Oh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits from Heart Attack and Vine. Oh. And his Jersey Girl. Oh, that was uh, pensive. <laughs> yeah, I feel I've started with my first choice was Radiohead, and now I've gone to Tom Waits. I've taken us on. Yes, a we all thought you were so happy and upbeat. I know I am. Isn't it funny? That <laughs> I that's think that's true, though. It's like if you're upbeat with your tendency to listen to sad music. Yeah, is there. yeah, yeah. Just to bring yourself crashing. Down, so, <laughs> the balance we all need. <laughs> that and the the pims. That's the pims helps. Down yeah. Uh, Tin of Pims. So we're gonna we're gonna have one more of your choices at the very end. So you can, oh, you've still got the chance goodness. to salvage this whole thing. I've been quite uh, <laughs> relieved and impressed that we have chosen things that we are proud of, that we're interested yeah, in. I think some people are worried about. I'm not. Wor- the only thing I was nervous about was if like a recording of a boring like gig I'd yeah, done yeah, 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 not yeah. that any of my gigs are boring thank you but um, <laughs> but you know like it would be a bit embarrassing or like a voice like you say like a voice member like you're saying yeah, about like yeah, an idea yeah, yeah, yeah. just like you know, or just, your affirmations <laughs> my affirmations would have been you're a tiger you're a tiger <laughs> you're going to be so great yeah. you are a good person <laughs> that would have been horrific that would but um, or your mum's voice messages somehow uh, yeah, if somehow my mum's voice messages came up that would be the, <laughs> oh no but we've been um, no, we've done very well and we, um, uh, I really would like to ask you about what you've got coming up. Mm. Because it's a... It's Sorry, I was just downing the last sip of that yeah. Pims. So that, what? <laughs> oh, coming up. Um, well, I'm going to be at um, Glastonbury. Are you? In, um, Have you done that before? I've done this particular stage before, last year. Okay. And is this that is, the main cabaret tent? It's not actually, Lucy. Uh, good but, work. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, like, I don't know about that one, but I've... Um, I am in the Sensation Seekers field, yeah. which where a lot of street performers and um, cabaret artists perform, nice. and I will be comparing now on the Saturday and the Sunday. It's the exotic, the exotic arena. You may see a nipple in that You may area. see a nipple. You may see me wearing shorts with a suit. You may see all sorts of things. Uh-huh. Um, and I went there last year for the first time, and I'm going back this year, which I'm really excited about. And I'm I've also, never done it. I've always just... I was so scared. mental block it's about incre- it. As the son of a coach driver... The logistics of Glastonbury mm. just wowed me. I got the co- I got the the um, train to the station, st- station on a coach to the festival. Seamless, seamless, perfect. Like Terminal Five, but with more mud. <laughs> and um, I'm doing that, and I'm doing Latitude uh, in the cabaret nice. tent. Yeah, no, I have done Latitude and enjoyed that very much. I've done the comedy stage and the cabaret stage. Oh, both I've, I've never done I'm not going back because I don't really like it anymore. Okay. But well, that's a personal thing, not uh, no I've never done that. I'm, I'm no excited. Um, and then I'm going to be in Edinburgh in the summer if you are around in August. I'm going to be at Stand 6 oh, at 5.20. The Stand, the Stand, the Stand. You're coming up? No, I was going to and then I changed my mind. I have, I have other commitments and I thought right, I'll have a year sensible. off. And do other things, but I do. I will be coming up. I think I'm. I can't imagine that I won't 
want yeah. to come up for a day or two, and I'll come and see you at the stand. Oh, come say hi. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I was there What's last year. And I, um, I don't know. No, it's called <laughs> Both Worlds. Both uh, Worlds. Um, Any and idea what it's about yet, or is it a bit? It's about you, Lucy. <laughs> It's entirely about Both you. my worlds. <laughs> the hinterland, yeah. the miserable hinterland. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'd love um, it if you did it's about, about sort of duality generally, like about sort of what we keep inside and what we project, and then also like the real and the unreal. Very good. Yeah, the imagined and the tangible. Nice. Um, fantasy and reality. No. Um, it, it might be about other things as well. Uh, it might be about me, that's all. Uh, you, Lucy, that's all. Actually, um, do you know what that is? You've, you've made me think it would be a really good idea to get someone, get another act to do a show all about you at the Edinburgh Festival if, like me, you can't be bothered to go and <laughs> pay <laughs> them to do a show about do you. a show called Lucy Porter. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have a presence at the festival without actually without, having I, to... And they I, just write... Might, I would, it might it's not be always nice to have to a theme. That. It's yeah. always nice. There's probably a comic out there who would... Okay. If anyone is listening to the live broadcast or the podcast <laughs> who fancies taking that on as a project, then get in touch. Mine may have a section covering the uh, the life and work of the Barefoot Contessa, the TV chef oh, from the Food yes. Network. But it might not. Um, she is fascinating. Actually. She is fascinating. I would come and see it on the strength of that alone. Ah. So yeah. Okay. Well, I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll work that in. Then, Lizzie. That's one I mean, I'm not doing sold. requests, but uh, yeah. Okay, that's ten minutes taken care of. How very nice. Um, no, oh, but, good. Uh, yeah. Oh. No. Um, oh, I'm um, glad that you're doing Edinburgh. That's fine. I'm glad you're doing it at the stand. Well. Yeah, it's a lovely place to do it. It's a what time? It, uh, afternoon time. Uh, afternoon. Well, five twenty. Five twenty. An hour later than what I was last year. And that would um, be nice after you've been travelling around doing Glastonbury and Latitude. Yeah, just to be in one place. One place. That'd be nice. Are you going to share a flat with anyone? Ah, well, one person I'm sharing the flat with is James Acaster. Ah. So James and Stu Goldsmith and Nish Kumar and who else? Joel Domit. Crazy part. I'm in. Time. I'm in the flat with all the cool boys. I keep sure. saying to all That's of like their boy band that I. Would I know, and I shouldn't be there. Yeah. And I keep saying to all their girlfriends, who I know, <laughs> um, uh, please come up and visit. What if all the boys bogwash me? <laughs> so I'm really scared of bullying. But um, no, they are. It seems very nice people, so I'm looking forward to spending some time with them. And I think it's important to have a nice time in at the festival because it's quite a stressful time because you mm. you know you angst about getting your show to be as perfect as possible and doing a good show every day, and you want to do the best. So it's important, I think, to have downtime where it's fun and with supportive people. Where you're sharing a load of other people who are also anxious. That's it's really great, great to surround yourself <laughs> by. Can't do anything wrong with that. Well, I live on my really own. Really, really do so you? Really. I oh, do. yes, but you have the family, do you? I do. Yeah, I that must be nice. I say on my own, I mean with toddlers, which is worse. Uh, good. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm very excited about your summer. Oh, well, thank you very um, much. I will not come and see you at Glastonbury. I will not no. come and see you at Latitude. Good. I appreciate that. Sure. Lovely. Well, it's been such an absolute pleasure talking to you and oh hearing your musical choices. I think if time. I had to choose in a Desert Island Discs kind of way, oh. I, Sufjan Stevens or the Pet Shop Boys, I think, would be my favourite of your choices. Mm, so. I, I, I like both of those. Now, are we out playing on my play on you. Um, okay. Final choice. No oh, I hope I don't mess. It could be something awful yeah. now. This it? is now when it's a message from your mum, and we all rejoice. And we all go, yay! Okay, right. What's next? So have a look. Um, I mean, mine have been dull but consistent. I would say my choices. So, you know. um, ah, Rufus Wainwright. Oh, gorgeous, Rufus. Proud he's he's my, one daddy of, as well. One of my top three. Yeah. To Rufus yeah, well, I hope you enjoy this. Thank you very much Thanks. for having me on your lovely very show. Thank you for coming. It's been such a pleasure. And uh, see you soon. See Lots you soon. James Oakhurst will be back soon, but someone else will be standing in next week, I think. Oh, lovely man. Oh, another bald one. Love him.